Thank you for, for coming out. Cold night, as T.A. said. Before I get started, I've got to ask a question. And I normally don't uh, single somebody out, but this is going to go with my lesson. Emma, I noticed you had a certain logo on your sweater there. What is that of? What's that? Bledsoe County. Why do you wear that? It's where you go to school. It's where you go to school. It's where you've invested time and effort, and it's where you, you support their teams, right? Because you go there, right? Same thing uh, most of us have probably dealt with in one point of our life. We wear our school colors. Dad's wearing a, a Tennessee Vols uh, shirt or, or jacket. Uh, others, I look around, I see some more logos back there, and you've got Vol fans, you've got Bledsoe County Warriors, you've got Sequatchie County Indians, you've got other uh, Alabama, you've got different people who support different teams. And there's usually a reason why we support those teams. Emma goes to school at Bledsoe County. Why she wears Bledsoe County attire. I went to school at Bledsoe County, and I'm a Bledsoe County fan. played football for Bledsoe County, and I want Bledsoe to to excel and to win in every competition that they're involved in. Same way it is with people who went to Sequatchie County. You want your school, your alma mater, to, to succeed and to win in every contest that they are participating in. The other night up at Bledsoe County High School, we played Sequatchie County. Now, I'm not, it's nothing new to all of y'all. We, we know of the rivalry between the two counties when we play on the sports field, whether it be basketball, football, uh, baseball, or badminton, or whatever it is, you want to beat your rival. And I found myself sitting there uh, watching the, the boys' game, and there was two of my cousins playing for Sequatchie County. And I still continue to cheer for Bledsoe County. You know, I've... Not that I don't love my family, but it's no question of whose side I'm on when it comes to that game. Now, if Squatchy's not playing Bledsoe, I want them to win. And that may be something that other people may be hard to, to do that, but, but I can remember, I'll tell you this story, just to go along with what, what's happening here. When, when Jillian Mosley was sitting over here in the youth group, she came to me and she asked me, do you want to support our team? She was playing soccer. And I, I thought, you know, okay, she's selling uh, donuts or candy bars or something like that. And I said, absolutely. I said, I'll support you in whatever you're doing. And she hands me a little flyer, and in that flyer was Sequatchie County apparel. <laughs> Hats, pants, shirts, jackets, hoodies. And I thought... Ooh, I don't know about this. It's hard for me. As I've gotten older, I realize there's more important things in sports. So I said, you know what? Give me a shirt and a hat. Now, Bledsoe folk, please don't throw me out. Just hear me out for a second. As I said, Bledsoe is whose side I'm on. But I'm forced to quote you when they don't play us. And not that I'm just forced to quote you, but I was for Jillian. I was for her. I was for 
those two cousins out there, I wanted them to score 100 points apiece. But I wanted Bledsoe County to score one more point in the end than they did. I want people that I love to succeed. I'm on their side. I want them to, I want them to do well in life. I want my team, you want your team to win. We, it's no question of uh, when it comes down to a team whose side you're on, unless you just don't care about sports or whatever, and that's fine, we'll pray for you. But if you don't, if most of us have a team that we support. Now, maybe not be a team, but maybe it be uh, whatever. You pick sides all your life. They were picking sides back in the Civil War. You're going to fight for one side or the other, gray or blue. Political spectrum, you're going to be red or blue. That's what we have. To, we, we pick sides in everything that we do. If someone is a friend in our group, and there's two of them that are arguing, guess what they want us to do? Pick a side. Whose side are you on? Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27 tells us that if we have been baptized into Christ, we have put on Christ. Now that entails being obedient to the Word of God, obviously. Being baptized into Christ means that we have put on Christ in baptism and that we are wearing that color, if you will, around with us wherever we go. And when it comes down to world-type situations, we have to decide at that moment... Whose side are we on? Are we going to proudly wear our colors? Are we going to proudly show that we are a supporter, not of our team, but of Jesus Christ in those moments? I can tell you, having gone travel with a team to certain places and doing radio with football, there's been times where me and the person doing the radio with me are the only two blue shirts in the vicinity. And sometimes we've been in some pretty rough situations. And those of us that are related to the guy that's with me, he puts me in some pretty bad situations sometimes because he don't know really when to hush. So I'm like, you're going to get us killed one of these days. And I have to kind of pull him back. Hey, man, don't, don't be saying stuff like that. I know you're on there. I know you're saying it on the radio, but there's about eight people in this press box that not wearing our color, and I don't want to get banned or beat up before we get out of this place. But anyhow, we have to decide in those moments whose side we are on. Now, stop that point just for a second. And let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. In verse 6. In Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 6, we read, But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. We get that. Alright? We have no problem with that whatsoever. We understand faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, there in verse 1. We understand that faith is a necessity in regards to being a part of the kingdom of God. But go a little further where it says, For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He that cometh to God must believeth that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 
Now, what does that have to do with picking sides? I'm not going to ask the question to the crowd because I'm just going to have faith that every hand would be raised if I asked you, do you believe in Jesus Christ? I would, ha I would hope <laughs> and have faith in my heart that every single hand that can understand the English language in this assembly tonight, who believes in Jesus Christ, that every single hand would be raised. And I would hope that even those small children or, or people that don't understand the English language, that you would nudge them or at least raise their hand too. We want people to know, or should, that we believe in Jesus Christ. He that believeth in Him, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Effort. You see, in that moment where we are put in a position to choose whose side we are on, do we show the world and the people watching us each and every day by our character, by our speech, by our choices, by our company, and that's a big one, by, just by the way we live our life, are we a reflection of Jesus Christ? Are people seeing the diligent work that we're putting forth as young folks, as older folks, as even older folks, are we putting forth the message of Jesus Christ? Because if we're making the decision in that moment where Satan's right in front of us and he gives us a temptation or a trial, whichever way it is, and we decide right then, do it or choose God. Do I want to follow that path or choose God? Have you ever been working with a group of people? Let's use an example. In eighth grade, I still, I'm still sore about this. But when I was in eighth grade, we had a thing called field day. Now that was big for eighth grade. Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. We didn't have middle school back then. I mean, that sounds odd to say that. Back then, we didn't have middle school in Bledsoe County. We had 6th, 7th, 8th grade all in the elementary school. And Wheeler had elementary K-8. through Rigsby had K-8. through But 6th, 7th, and 8th grade would all come down from Rigsby, Wheeler, and Pikeville to Pikeville's football field right there behind the old school, elementary school, and have field day. Now, 6th grade and 7th grade, tug of war. Man, our team was the champion. With no question about it. Eighth grade year, Rigsby come down, and they had a big old boy that I hadn't seen before. And we lost. No, we didn't lose because Rigsby beat us. Granted, on paper, they got the blue ribbon. But we lost... Because of the five people on our team, 
The two on the very front fell down and stopped pulling. Instead of getting up, instead of grabbing that rope and getting up, they just laid there. They laid there. They did nothing. And I'm sitting there, and I'm an anchor, and I've got that thing wrapped around my waist, and I'm pulling and clawing at every piece of grass that I could possibly grab. And I kept getting pulled backwards, and that was odd for me. Because I was a big old boy too, still am. And they couldn't move me the two years before. Come to find out, after we lost, and I tripped over the guys that was falling behind me, I realized it was five pulling against three. And I asked them, guys, what are you doing? Why did you not get up? Why did you not get up and start pulling and, and get back in your position? We could have beat those guys. The first one said, I was scared. The second one said, I just wanted to quit. Whose side are they on? Really? You want to quit? Because if you're not pulling your weight in the same direction for the same goal, you ain't on my side. You're working against me. If you're doing nothing, you're working against me. So whose side are they on? And that's the question I ask. Man, if you just quit and give up, you may as well went over there and pull for them. And the thought of living in a Christian life, sometimes in that struggle, in that moment, we're pulling with everything that we have to get away and to overcome those things. And you've got fellow Christians who have quit, got scared, and give up. And you look at them and say, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Why are you not helping go this direction? Why are you not pulling your weight? Why are you not getting back up and getting back to work? Whose side are you on? A rewarder of them that diligently Seek Him. If you looked up the word diligent in the dictionary, I don't think you'd find words like quit. I don't think you'll find words and phrases like giving up. I don't think you'll find words like don't care, not worried about it. Diligent, you'll find words like Perseverance, hard work, determination. That's what diligence is. And if we live in this life and He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him, I ask you the same question we started. Whose side are you on? Why do you wear the name Christian? Are you for Christ? Or are you against Christ? Now, this is a challenge not just to Christians. This is a challenge to those who have not yet put on Christ in baptism. Because there are people that we know and love that are not Christians. Good people. Great people. All they have to do really is get wet and obey the gospel. But they're not Christians. 
they're not on my side. I love them. I love people, those people. We love them to death. But they're not on my side. And that's one thing that I've said as I've gotten a little older. I'm still learning a lot in life. I'm still young by some standards and older by some others. But one thing that I've noticed, the people that I used to hang out with who make decisions against God's will, I've told them that I love them to death, but I'm not going to follow you down the wrong direction. Sorry, can't do it. And if they're not working with me, they're working against me. Now, you remember, fast forward a second, I'm bouncing around a little bit because I want to make sure we tie all these together. Jillian came to me and wanted me to support her and her team. I never thought, I never thought that I would wear purple and gold with the Sequatchie County logo on it. You fast forward a few years from the time that I purchased that and it stayed in my closet. Didn't think I'd ever wear it. And Willie invited me to come down and watch the Sequatchie County take on Notre Dame in the football playoffs. And I was like, all right, I'll be down there. I can't wear my blue amidst all those Sequatchie County people. So I put that shirt on and put a jacket on over it so nobody would see it. And I came and I sat down by Willie and I said, don't tell anybody. And he said, what? And I showed him the logo. I just shut it back up real quick. It didn't burn my skin. It didn't make me sick. Sequatchie County won. The next week they played East Ridge. I wore the same shirt down there to support them. The next week they played Alcoa. I wore the same shirt. I was a Squatch County fan. I wanted them to win. I was on their side. Because I was supporting the people who believe in that cause. They wouldn't play in my team. And I love those people on that sideline. But I'm for Bledsoe. That's my root. That's where I'm at. Doesn't mean I converted over to the Indians, but I'm for them. Now, same type, almost the same type of scenario. Those of us who have loved ones who are not Christians. Now, I asked a question a while ago, but I didn't ask for a show of hands. Who believed, who would believe in Jesus Christ? I would hope that every hand would be up. Who would believe? In God. I would hope that every hand would be up. Do you believe in your spouse? Because if your spouse is a Christian and you're not, do you believe in them? Do you believe in your parents? If you're a child or young person at the age of accountability and your parents are Christians and you're not, do you believe in them? Do you support them? If you're a parent and you're not a Christian and your child is, do you believe in that child? Do you support them? 
Are you on their side? Because if you're not a Christian, you're working against them. And maybe you've not ever thought about it that way. I've been fortunate to grow up. Mom and Dad are Christians. I've been very blessed with that. I have friends who have parents who aren't Christians and they are, and how hard it is for them to maintain a Christian home when God is not the head of that house. And God cannot be the head of that house if the heads of the household are not godly. can't work that way. If the parents aren't Christians, God's not the head of the house. Because the Bible tells us that it is the parent's responsibility to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he was old, he not depart from them. You believe in God, you believe in Jesus, do you believe in your family? Do you believe in your spouse? Do you believe in your child? Do you believe in your parents? If you believe in them and you support them and you are not a Christian, you're working against those who are. Because you're very discouraging when you look at that child, man, we've, we've trained you up, we've talked about it, we've discussed it, what's stopping you? Or that spouse looks to the other and they pray fervently, day and night, please let my spouse become a Christian so that our children can follow our lead. Children are praying, please let my parents become Christians because I believe in them, I love them, and I want them to go to heaven the way I'm going. Let me be an example to those parents. If you believe in God, and He's a rewarder of those that didn't seek Him, then why will you not put on Christ in baptism and show your family, show your friends, and show God, finally, whose side you're on. What are you, what are you waiting on? Now, you can make a choice tonight. You can make a choice to continue to live in that condition. I can't break your arm and make you. And if I could, believe me, I would. Why are you working against your family? Why are you working against your kids? Why are you working against your parents? Why are you working against your friends? Why are you working against your brothers and sisters in Christ? Because if you're not a Christian, Guys, and I say this with all love in my heart, and I'm not trying to be mean, and I'm not trying to hurt feelings, but if you're not a Christian, you're not pulling your weight in the Lord's church. And if you are a Christian, and you're one of those pew setters, you're able to do so many things, but you don't. You're not pulling your weight. Whose side are you on? I'm not just talking to those who are not Christians. I'm talking to those who are too. Me and you. All of us. 
Whose side are we on? You believe in God? Great. The devils also believe and tremble. You believe in Jesus Christ? Great. Are you diligently seeking Him and working for Him? You believe in your spouse? You love them? You want them to go to heaven? I hope and pray that you do. Your children? You want them to grow up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? You want that to happen? What's the problem? It's kind of an odd question to have to ask for someone who understands the concept of love. What's the problem? The reason I say, if you're not a Christian working with me, you're working against me. It's the same thing that Jesus said. Remember in Matthew chapter 12? When the people said he cast out devils in the name of devils. <laughs> and Jesus says every kingdom divided against itself is brought into desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Abraham Lincoln didn't say that in the Civil War. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Christ said that. Not Abe Lincoln. Let's give credit where it's due. Chapter 12, verse 25. And he goes on to talk about if you cast out devils in the name of the devil, how can those things be? How can, how can he do those things? But if you cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is coming to you. And verse 30 is where I want to go. Verse 30. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. We've heard the old phrase, if you're not for me, you're against me. Same thing Jesus said here. He also said in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And one of those commandments is obeying the gospel. You love God. You love Jesus. You love your family. Then why not serve with all of them and become a Christian tonight? Whose side are you on? Because if you're not for Jesus and with Jesus... You're against him. You're against your parents. You're against your spouse. You're against your kids. You're against your friends. You're against the church. If you're not with us. Maybe you've become a Christian at one time or another. Maybe you forgot whose side you're on. Maybe you've allowed your love of everything else in the world to cause you to take off Christ and put on the world. You can come home tonight. You can ask for the prayers of those that are faithful and you can be restored. 
as we stand and sing the song of invitation, I want you to think about that question that I've asked several times. Whose side are you on? Let's stand and sing.